This episode is brought to you by Odyssey Mushroom Elixir. Odyssey contains 2,750 milligrams of lion's mane and cordyceps functional mushrooms that have been shown to increase brain function, mood, memory, and boost energy. With Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, there's no need to settle for a drink that's full of chemicals and empty calories. The flavors are delicious. There are caffeinated and uncaffeinated options, and I love to use it as a mocktail at parties, as an afternoon pick-me-up, and while I love all the flavors, my favorite is the sparkling dragon fruit lemonade. If you want to try Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, you can take 20% off your purchase today with code CWPODCAST, all one word, at odysseyelixir.com. And all of that information can be found in our show notes or on our link tree on Instagram. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. We have a really great conversation today with Caitlin Spears. And um, before we get into that, we're going to do our typical weekly updates. So Erica, I know you've been reading a lot. What's your latest? My latest? Well, I need to pull the audience here. So if you are in the book talk, romanticy talk, <laughs> fantasy world of reading, please slide into our DMs. I, I definitely have a question. So basically, as many of our listeners know, I've been on this romanticy journey since last summer. And there's kind of, if you're into this world, there's a multiverse, not dissimilar to the Marvel multiverse, but this author, Sarah J. Mass, wrote, I think now there's a total of like 15 books. Oh, wow. And there are different series. So I started with the A Court of Thorns and Roses series, which 10 out of 10 can't recommend enough, which are like four and a half, five books. Cause one is a novella. So it's one's a little short wintry book. And, um, then this is my crossroads. This is my pull the audience. Then she has a series called Crescent city, which has released two books. And the third comes out on January 30th. Okay. Then she has the throne of glass series, which just concluded with seven books. But here's the thing I keep hearing, and I don't think this is a spoiler. This is not a spoiler because I've not read Crescent City or Throne of Glass, but I think the books are starting to connect. 
right? So like the worlds of the books, I think are starting to connect. And I think they're really coming together in this third book that's about to be released. So that's how sort of the multiverse can The multiverse of it, of okay. it all. I'm trying to follow as someone who's not read any and probably won't. But Oh God, no, I'm 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 getting more and more people into this world and my I need to get you into it. Um because it's so fun. And and you know, so so that's my dilemma right now is I finished a court of silver flames, which is the last of the Akatar books. And so do I start with Crescent City, which is right only three books and then go into Throne of Glass? Or do I need to really get the most out of Crescent City to read the Throne of Glass series? So I'm trying to figure that out. I already own the two Crescent City books because I bought it without understanding the multiverse. So I think I think I'm going to start there because it's three books and then go into the remaining seven. But clearly, you guys, this is going to be my year. <laughs> I'm just going to be in fantasy. My goal on Goodreads is to read 35 books this year. Wow. Um, and I I also think a, like a good palate cleanser is um like the Emily Henry books, the Taylor Jenkins reads, just like nice little books that aren't like world building fantasy right yeah you know um they're but, about like people and stories and like real and yeah but I I have lives. to say as much like Happy Place by Emily Henry which I already talked about a couple weeks ago was 10 out of 10 one of the the best read to start the year off it was such a good good book that I didn't want to end I don't know once you're in the fantasy world it's like it's 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 hard to leave it because mm -hmm. this world building this it really is the healthiest escape I have. So that's kind of if so if you are in the mass universe, um, let me know what you think if it's OK to just start with Crescent City and then go into um, Throne of Glass. Yeah, I'm going to have to stay off the TikTok, though, because I know on January 30th, the uh, the spoilers will start coming out. And I just don't want to be spoiled when um, Fourth Wing and Iron Flame, when that was all happening last year, another fantasy book series, I literally had to stay off the Internet because, you know, book yeah. talk is so fun. If you're not in this world, come join me. It is so fun. You know, it's what's funny. Fun. I feel like I'm reliving a conversation I had. Okay, guys, I'm going to age myself a little bit. But um, when I was in like my college dorm rooms, my my still to this day, very close friend was super into the world of fantasy. And back then, of course, it was Lord of the Rings and all the films were coming out. And um, I resisted so hard because I'm just not like I like, you know, I, I have a theater background. I like plays like I have like stories about people and like suffering and just like real life I don't know why but um finally she convinced me to watch Lord of the Rings and you know what I got into it so it, never say so, never but I still never read the books probably it's so happen. funny Allie because I've never seen Lord of the Rings like I've never like I didn't read Twilight I didn't read Hunger Games like I wasn't that girl I loved Harry Potter as a kid I never but, did that, but that was also because I'm aging myself a little bit. I mean, I, I would have been in the zone, but like a little bit old. Like you would have been if I was like nine when the first book series came out. I was in middle school. You were in middle yeah. school. You would have been age appropriate. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I just never did it. So then it was like then I just kind of got older. Well, but it's all good. But obviously, Erica's like deep in this world, you guys. So help her out if you have any insight. <laughs> um, 
speaking of things on the internet, as far as, you know, this being a wellness podcast, and I love that you said um, that this is a healthy, you know, habit that you have because Mm -hmm. a reading is wonderful for our minds, our imagination, our creativity. And I feel like a lot of people don't do it that much anymore. And it's such a vital part of, and like, it's such a pleasure too. I -hmm. think it's a joy that we, we miss out on if we don't take time to do that. And then, but what I was going to say, as far as like wellness trends, um, I decided to try and make the banana bark that's like going around. Explain this to me. Cause I actually missed this trend on TikTok, okay. and I need to hear what this banana bark is. So the banana bark is banana. <laughs> it's very easy. And that's what I love. Like I'm not a baker as, as people know, like I love to cook. Erica's a great baker, but you know, I love a little dessert. I just don't like the make it. So, um, you just slice bananas, put them on a cookie sheet under like parchment or on parchment paper and press them down. So they're all sort of the same level. And then you take nut butter. So peanut butter is the easiest because it's very spreadable. Um, and spread it over these bananas, sliced bananas. And then you put it, so it's kind of like this flat laying thing in the fridge or the freezer, just so it starts to cool. And then I made um, a chocolate concoction of coconut oil and raw cacao powder. So it's like a liquid, you wanna heat the oil and then add the cacao powder. Um, I actually added some protein powder, which has a little bit of monk fruit, so it's slightly sweet, um, but it, it was a high-quality protein powder because I wanted to add more protein to the snack. And that worked fine, putting it in the chocolate mix. And then um, you spread that out on top, and then you drizzle with some – I guess not drizzle, sprinkle some uh, sea salt, some high-quality sea salt, which was like so good, you know, chocolate sea salt. Then you freeze it. And once it's frozen, you can break it apart and it's bark and it tastes like, like a Snickers kind of yummy, um, chocolate peanut butter treat. And the sweetness comes from the banana. I'm making this like you have influenced me, Allie. It sounds so good. So easy. So easy. And definitely a little, and you only need a little bit and it's like definitely worth it. Um, and I would just say like, yes, it was great to add the protein powder for the extra for protein in it, you know, to have like a little bit more of a substantial snack. But again, I really don't think if I did it again, I think I would keep the cacao completely raw and unsweetened because you get the sweetness from the bananas. You're not, you're not seeking any more sweetener in it, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. from a palate perspective, like I love that kind of like bitter dark chocolate. I think that with the peanut butter, 1 million, I I highly recommend. My husband Mm. liked it too. You just can't bite into it too hard. You know, you have to kind of, it's almost like ice cream, biting into ice cream texture with a banana. So you get, give yourself a brain freeze. That's so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it. You have influenced me. I was just telling Ali before we started recording that Last week, I cooked every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner all week at home. No takeout, nothing. And it it feels so good. And so I need to add a treat to my mm-hmm. um my recipe because I, I just have been – I've been doing the like frozen yogurt where like you take the yogurt cup. Did you see this trend? Yeah, but I don't eat yogurt. So oh, you don't. I, You're dairy-free. Yeah. So I, I just kind of like – You can do it with coconut yogurt too. <laughs> but true. so I do that sometimes because it's just easy, you know, yeah. if I want something sweet and high protein. But yeah, it's been nice to be cooking at home, I have to say. It feels it's good. And guys, good. like, man, 
I know. And I know Caitlin talks a lot about this in her coaching, but like, oh, the benefit of whole foods is so awesome overall on your system. And I think after, um, I know for myself, after just like a week, I was in New York, lots of restaurant food, um, just cooking all month has been such a gift. And I've noticed big difference, especially on digestion, all those fun things. So skin too. With that skin too, it's all connected. Um, should we get to Caitlin's intro? Let's do it. I loved this conversation with Caitlin and I know you guys will too. So today we welcome Caitlin Spears, a professional model turned certified health, nutrition and fitness coach and founder of Complete by Caitlin. Caitlin believes we are at the forefront of a flourishing health coaching industry and her goal is to bridge the divide between Western and holistic medicine. At 18, Caitlin experienced a painful rejection in the final casting round of the hit show America's Next Top Model. And over the next decade, she struggled with body image, dysmorphia, and binge and restrictive eating while continuing to work as a professional model. Today, she holds certifications from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, Precision Nutrition, Ace Fitness, and she's the founder of a successful health coaching business and talks to us today about how she was able to transform her life and her mindset. In this episode, we discuss the journey of internal transformation, building a mind-body connection, trusting your intuition and the universe, and how she helps clients do the same. We also talk about navigating life in the spotlight and dealing with social media. Caitlin's long-term partner is a member of Big Time Rush, so they are uniquely equipped to discuss the challenges surrounding public attention. She offers a ton of insight and tips in this episode on so many topics. We know you're going to enjoy it, so let us know what you think by tagging us at Courageous Wellness. Enjoy the episode. Hi guys, before we get to today's episode, we want to share how excited we are to offer our community 20% off their first quarter at Sakara with code XO Courageous. We have been big fans of the company for years and the Sakara Life organic meal delivery program is based on a whole food plant-rich diet that includes fresh, nutrient-dense and delicious ingredients. It's perfect for those weeks you need a refresh or don't have time to meal prep. They also have a clean boutique, which offers delicious food forward bars, snacks, beauty water drops, and my personal favorite metabolism super powder, which works to fire up your metabolism, stabilize blood sugar, eliminate bloat and decrease puffiness. The naturally rich low sugar, dark chocolate flavor is perfect for smoothies or simply mixed with coffee and nut milk. I also regularly use the Sakara cookbook full of plant-rich recipes, which you can purchase on their website. Click the link in our show notes to visit sakara.com and use code XO Courageous for 20% off your first order. We know you will love it as much as we do. Now on to the episode. Welcome, Caitlin. Erica and I are happy to have you on the show today. And just to get started, can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and how you've kind of gotten into the world of, of wellness? Yeah. So I originally grew up in a town of 2,500 people on a cow farm in Oklahoma. At 18 years old, I was scouted for America's Next Top Model, um, ended up doing 
three months of like rigorous casting processes, jumping through all the hoops, um, only to be told three months later, right, a week before filming started that I was actually being cut from the filming roster and I needed to work on my body and they'd like me to submit for the next season. And so as you can imagine, I uh, took it not well and I went on to suffer years of body dysmorphia, eating disorders, um, just a really bad, unhealthy relationship with my body, with food, with the way I treated and spoke to myself. Um, fast forward three years later, I, you know, I think we all have a different definition of rock bottom, but at that point in my life, I thought that was rock bottom. And for me, it was, I, I was sad. I was depressed. I was anxious. I didn't know what to do. And I, I made a conscious decision to stop being a victim, to, to get myself off the floor and to one day at a time, one step at a time, pick myself up and get back out there. And I had dreams that I wanted to chase. And I knew that everything I had been through would one day help people. So I knew my journey was starting right there, that moment. And that's kind of what brought me into taking better care of myself and really putting health and nutrition and mindset and mental health and all of the areas of your health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual, very like at the forefront of my life. Fast forward, I had a successful modeling career for about eight years um, a couple years ago, I felt a calling to go back to school, to learn, to grow, and to help people. Like I had imagined doing eight years before, you know, I had helped myself out of some of the darkest times and the hardest times in my life. And I knew all of that wisdom I had gained could help so many people if I had the tools and the knowledge to share that information. So that's what took me back to IIN. I think where both of you also attended. And here we are today with my coaching business. Thanks so much for sharing your journey. I think even if people's situations are different, I think there's a lot of relatability in what you experience. I think there's a lot of relatability in what all of us humans experience, right? And just the situations may be different, but these themes, I think, especially as young women, um, are things a lot of us really go through and especially having that rock bottom moment, um, I'm curious to what were those first initial steps of getting yourself out of that headspace? Because when you are in a rock bottom moment, it can feel, it can feel like you're never going to get out of it. Right. Yeah. I think the first step was, was learning how to speak to myself differently, learning how to tell myself that it's going to be okay. Learning how to build back up my self-confidence, my self-love, my self-worth, because if I didn't have those things, it didn't matter how much I showed up at the gym, how much good food I ate, how much sleep I got. Like if I didn't have love for myself and my body, then it didn't matter what anybody else thought. I couldn't be where I wanted to be in life and I couldn't be healthy. And and then from there, I think the second step was removing myself from toxicity. I was in a place in my life where I had went back to college, even though I knew I didn't want to be in college, I hated it. And I was very unhappy. I was surrounding myself by, with people who did not serve me. I was drinking alcohol all the time. And, and back in the day, I looked at it as like, oh, you know, I don't have a problem. And I don't know if I had a problem, but I was definitely using alcohol to cope with all these emotions I didn't know how to process. And so for me, it was, it was learning to talk nicer to myself. And then it was removing myself from the toxic environment. Those were the steps that I had to take before 
before I ever even, you know, got my gym routine, started eating better. Like it was, it was a long journey, but those were the first two steps. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I think, um, when you talk about speaking nicely to ourselves or being kinder to ourselves, it's so interesting because I think when we don't have awareness that we're even doing that or in patterns around that, we might just experience the, um, the feelings, the results, the effects of doing that before we can understand that maybe it's not my, um, not everything external that like I'm creating this, um, mindset, this, this, this set of feelings as a result of the negative self-talk or as a result of that kind of self-slander. And so just to even build awareness around that, I think can be so empowering. Um, and then getting the confidence to say like, maybe this environment is now also not serving me and that I deserve to be in a place um, and a space where I'm surrounded by people conscious or like I'm choosing people to spend my time with that are more supportive of, of the self-talk that can be affirming and loving and kind to ourselves. Um, but that I feel like can be a difficult practice. Once we build awareness around it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't all of a sudden go away, right? There's sort of practice that is uh, necessary. And so I'm curious, were there any tools as you developed your new practice of being more kind or understanding where those negative thoughts come from or stopping them in their tracks, however you did it? Are, are there sort of tools in your practice on how you developed that discipline? Yeah, you know, back in the day, I don't think I even realized what it would have been called or what I was doing. But I, you know, I recently a year or so ago read The Gap and the Gain. And I truly believe that's what I was like unconsciously doing in the moment. I stopped living from a place of what I was missing out on or how far I hadn't made it to or the goals I hadn't reached or and I started looking at it of how far I've come, how much progress I've made from the week before, the month before, the day before. And when you look at it backwards instead of forwards, you start to give yourself a lot more credit for the things that you've accomplished. And I don't think, like I said, I don't think I realized I did that in the moment, but I do believe that was one of the main reasons I was able to keep going on because I felt like I was making progress. And as human beings, we need to feel like we're reaching goals, making progress in order to stay goal oriented and to keep going to the next thing. So I think that's what really helped me to, you know, positively reinforce what I was doing. Yeah. I find that so interesting. I had those experiences too, where it's like, you don't have the name for it or there's all, but looking back, you're like, oh, I was manifesting or I was, um, you know, shifting my perspective in these ways that when you're in it, you might not be aware of it, but it's really cool to look back and be like, whoa, <laughs> that's exactly what I was doing back in the day. And I think that you, you touched on something really important, which is that perspective shift, right? And I think the stories we tell ourselves are so important. And I think I heard right somewhere that we have 
right? It's like something like tens of thousands of thoughts a day or like it's it's some crazy number of thoughts that we have a day. Um, but most days they're actually the same thoughts. That was the craziest part when I learned that where we're actually having most of the same thoughts every single yes. day. So the way we're talking to ourselves is actually so important because um, it's literally making up our life. And, you know, it's it's really like every day is so important because we have, you know, it's we have goals for the new year. We have goals for you know, milestone ages or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, it is the days that make up our life. And I know you have experience with, um, you know, trusting the universe and signs and, and even really tapping into this mindset practice and, and really a, a belief in the universe as a whole. So can you maybe touch on that and how that's developed and shaped kind of this perspective shift that you've had? Yeah, I think I've had a few, you know, glimpses with closeness to the universe or whatever you want to call it over the past decade of my life. When I was pulling myself out of this hardest moment of my life, I just kept getting this pull that I needed to go really far away and be by myself. There was just something inside of me that was like, I grew up on a farm, 2000 people, middle of nowhere. Like I had never even left the country by myself. And I just had this pull to leave. And so, you know, you, you start listening to that. And then all of a sudden the things just start to line up. I ended up getting a scholarship to a coding school in Bali, booked a one-way trip, flew to Bali. And, you know, the rest is history. I kind of rewrote my story. I got as far away from everyone as I possibly could to, to get quiet, to finally hear my own voice. I hadn't heard my own voice in so long because from the moment you are in high school and you graduate high school, Everyone is telling you what you need to do. You need to go to school. You need to get this degree. You need to make a certain amount of money. You need to have kids. You need to get married. All of these things. And I just felt so overwhelmed. I felt like I didn't think I was doing anything right and that no one was on my side. But when I got really far away and the noise got really quiet, I realized that all of that was just noise. And I needed to learn to listen to that internal voice more and block out all the external noise. So over the years, I kind of just kept with that practice because moving to Bali was one of the best experiences of my life. And from there, I, a few years ago, when I decided to go back to school, I just, again, had this pull, this like calling of like, you want, I want to be educated. I want to share my story. I want to help people. And then the dominoes, they just kind of lined up from the school, getting a full ride scholarship to the school, to the people I met that introduced me to the people at the school, to the program, to my business mentors that came after that, to setting up my my own business. Like they just fell so perfectly. And I'm not saying that they were easy. I put in the work every single day, but it was easier because I was trusting my intuition because I had trusted it before and it didn't steer me wrong. So I had more confidence in it the second time, the third time, the fourth time. We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about BTR Nation. BTR is a female-founded food brand that is on a mission to end mindless snacking with their protein bars with a purpose. BTR bars and chocolate truffle cups are plant-based and made with no gluten, no dairy, no soy, no added sugar, no corn or rice syrups, no GMOs, 
no natural flavors, no sugar alcohols, no stevia, no inflammatory ingredients, and no gums or fillers. It's the cleanest label in the category. They only use ingredients that you can pronounce and adaptogenic superfoods like reishi, lion's mane, and cordyceps. Allie and I love BTR bars and always have them in our cabinets. I am currently loving the cinnamon cookie dough energy bars and the cherry dark chocolate truffle cups are my favorite sweet treat. Founder and owner Ashley Marie found inspiration for her brand in an unlikely place at an unlikely time at the hospital cafeteria. When both of her parents were diagnosed with cancer, her life turned upside down as she became their caretaker and her own nutrition began to suffer. Ashley was devouring protein bars when she could, as many of us do, to fit in a meal or a snack. Most of the bars she quickly discovered were filled with sugar. After her parents passed away, she founded her bar brand based on their family mantra, be bold, tenacious, and resilient, BTR. If you want to try BTR bars and truffle cups, you can save 20% on your order with code COURAGEOUSWELLNESS at btrnation.com. You can also find this link in our show notes and link tree on Instagram. I love hearing that. And it's just a reminder that when we get back in touch with that intuition that we all innately have, um, get in touch with it, remember that it's there and give space for us to like actually be able to listen to it. It doesn't it doesn't like lead you astray. It helps create more alignment. And as you said, it's not that there's not obstacles. It's not that it's not hard, but you can trust in the process a little bit more, even if you don't understand, I think, aspects of the process um, and trust that you're moving in a direction that feels aligned for you. And therefore, like value will be created from that. Um, you know, Erica and I actually met through our Buddhist practice and it's very similar. Some of those like themes that you're talking about are very similar. We chant, which helps kind of get back to that like alignment and that sort of sense of trust in ourselves and our bigger sort of mission in the universe. But um, that the idea is that like we can transform obstacles, we can use them, but like we also have purpose in these things. And I think it's easier to trust, even when you're going through really hard times, it's easier to trust um, that you're kind of where you're supposed to be um, if you feel that connection to yourself. And yeah. um, so I thank you for sharing that part of your journey too, because as Erica said, like we all have different things, but when anybody who's been in an experience, which I'm sure most humans have, where it's like you feel really out of alignment with yourself yeah. or really like disconnected from that part of yourself for a long time, when you, if and when you are able to reconnect, it's all of a sudden like, oh, yeah, I, now I remember. <laughs> I, I feel like it's like almost like an act of remembering. That was like when I went back to school, I had just felt like I because I didn't have traditional education for, you know, eight, nine years because mm -hmm. I left school and ended up modeling all over the world. And so, yes, I had life experience and I had education in other 
areas, but I felt such a calling. I felt like that part of me was missing. And when I went back to school, it was just in such an alignment with everything I knew that was missing. Something that had been a huge part of my life. I, I was an honor student. I did college for the last two years of high school. Like I was very into learning and educating myself. And so when you you miss out on that for nine years and you go back to it, you you do feel so aligned with what you're doing and it, it brings you joy. Mm, absolutely. So can you share with us too, now that you have your own like your own coaching practice and your your work in the wellness space. But a lot of it is also, as we've been talking this whole time about mindset, um, and Erica and I are really aligned with that too. It's not about, it's often about how we feel, not, you know, really anything else. Um, but how do you now, like what kind of lights you up when you work with your clients and, and how do you support um, your community in the work that you currently do based on, your education and um, both formal and and experiential. So when I created my business, I knew I wanted to create a method that would teach my clients how to get the results they wanted. And, you know, everybody's got a different view of what, you know, getting healthy looks like, but I just want people to look good. I want them to feel good. I want them to wake up with confidence, put on clothes with confidence and know that they're taking really, really good care of themselves. So for me, the number one thing I love hearing from my clients is that I didn't even know that I needed this and I got it. And a lot of them didn't know they needed confidence. They're like, I didn't realize I talked so bad to myself. I didn't realize my confidence was so low. And that's what's been holding me back. I thought it was the food I'm eating or the workouts I'm doing, but that my four-step method is four parts. The first part is connection. And so for several weeks, we don't even talk about nutrition or fitness or sleep or stress. We really just talk about who are you? What do you want? How can you get reconnected to your goals, your dreams, your aspirations? How can we learn to talk nicer to ourselves? How can we learn to show up for ourselves? What are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? And how can we use those to propel us in our health journey? Because that is the foundation. And if we don't have that strong foundation, You can have everything else and your results will not be maintainable. So, you know, after that, we go into approach, which is where we learn to approach nutrition from a different lens. Then we go into the integration portion where I'm teaching them all about cycle syncing, movement, stress management techniques, sleep, how all of this works together to create a harmonious rhythm for their health. And then I teach them how to make it last, routines, habits, patterns, all these things you need for sustainable lifetime results. Yeah, no, that's great. I think that's a really um, integrative holistic system because actually at the um, right at the new year, our first episode of the year this year, we did a whole episode too on the untangible tips to tap into your parasympathetic nervous system. And as you're talking about, I think sometimes so many clients come with these goals or these ideas, or even if they want to focus on nutrition or whatever it may be. But if we're living in chronic stress, if we don't have this connection to ourselves, like it doesn't matter about anything else because we're not going to feel good. We're not going to have long-term results because our body is we, we know chronic stress and that, and I think chronic stress too comes from like a lack of connection to ourselves and to our 
integrity into living in alignment. And you mentioned something earlier in our conversation about when you started your journey, um, through the process of transformation, it was also about releasing toxic people. Right. And I think so often now people are starting to realize it's not just the food on our plate or, um, the movement we do, but the people we surround ourselves with as well, or the content we consume, even the people we follow on social media, all of that can really impact our perception of reality. And I think a lot of times, especially young women, because now you're in long-term partnership. And I think for a lot of young women, finding long-term partnership is a, is a big goal of theirs. And so can you maybe talk to us a little bit about that process with people and dating as you were going through this transformative journey? I remember my relationships during this period of my life were so toxic. And I used to think that it was because of them. And I'm not saying that they weren't toxic people, but looking back on those relationships, I was attracting the energy I was putting out. And so when I changed my energy to be, I stopped caring about what other people people thought about me, how someone else wanted me to show up, I started attracting people that were attracted to that energy, that wanted strong women that showed up for themselves, other people who lived healthy lives, other people who who like to do things I like to do. So the best advice I could give anyone who, who maybe you're younger or maybe you're in your mid-20s and you feel like you're attracting toxic energy Look inside. What energy are you projecting out to the world? Because a lot of times we want to play the blame game. But sometimes when you look back and reflect on your relationships, I'm not saying that, of course, everyone has toxic relationships. But generally speaking, if you look back, sometimes it's because you're not taking care of you. You're not showing up as who you really are. You're not taking charge of your life. And so for me, I couldn't have the strong, stable relationship that I have now if I didn't take care of myself every day. Both of us, we both have to take care of ourselves in order to take care of each other. If you can't be there for yourself, you cannot be there for each other. And I'm sure if any of you are married or in long-term relationships, like it's not easy. It is work every single day. So you have to be in a place in your life where you're ready and willing to put in that work for someone else. So be selfish when you're younger. Take care of yourself. Figure out what makes you happy. And then when the right person comes along, you're going to be ready for it. And you're going to, you're going to be willing to take on that responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's a good point. It's like the idea of consciously, because you said, as we know, relationships, functional relationships take a lot of work even. And, um, but to like, be able to be in a place where you can consciously take that on because, it is going to, you are going to extend yourself in a new way or in a different way. But if you also have practices in your life that have set you up to really connect to yourself so that that doesn't get lost in the, in the context of partnership, I think that's a really um, insightful thing. Um, And I'm curious too, I know that you and think your partner both have sort of like at least in the context of social media, pretty big um, followings and and oftentimes find yourself in the public eye. And I think in this world, like 
especially through social media where it's so like people feel like it's so um they know you even in a way beyond television i think television was the first like i heard someone interviewed about this once where it was like when film film all of a sudden turned into like actors that you recognize but they were in your in your living room right like in the in the 50s and 60s all of a sudden there was a different familiarity where like oh these people are in my home every week rather than having to go to the theater to see them and now i think i was thinking about this in the context of like current media in the 21st century and with social media i think that's taken even to another level and people behave in ways on on the internet too that sometimes are just it's just mind boggling because like Eric and I talk about it like would never ever people would never ever behave that way necessarily in person but there's like even more of an assumed level of familiarity so I'm curious like how you two navigate that both in partnership but in your business as well you know we know it's a curated form but I don't I think oftentimes it's so easy for all of us to forget that too. So could you just like speak to that kind of component of your business and your life? Yeah. I mean, so we've been together five years. And when I when we first started dating, it was it was extremely difficult. I had never been in like I had a big social media following, but I'd never been in like celebrity spotlight. It's not something that I was looking for. It's not something that I wanted. And yet somehow people just, like you said, they they think that they know you and they think they have the right to tear you down. And, you know, I received death threats. I received the worst things you can imagine through social media, through emails. And it took me a long time to figure out that I had to, I had to just separate that part of my life and my day-to-day life, especially once I transitioned my account into like my business account. Now I am like a no, I don't play around. Like if you're not a nice person, you're blocked. If you're not a nice person and you're sending me DMs, they're blocked. Like I don't have time for your energy. I know I'm a good person. I know how I show up in this world. If you don't like me, that's not my problem and I'm not going to take it on. And so I had to really get tough because you you do think like, oh, I'm tough. It's not going to bother me. But when every day you're seeing these women, these women of all ages just tear you down and be so mean that I'm just like, you know what? At the end of the day, it's not me. It's them. They're going through something. They've got a problem. There's something going on in their life and they're projecting. And that was what saved me a lot of grief was like, it's not me, it's them. So separating that part of my life, I also really tried to stay out of the public eye as much as possible. As far as like the celebrity world goes, I don't like, I honestly get anxiety at huge events and like red carpets. Like I like dressing up, but I'm like from a small town in Oklahoma. Like those things are just not my favorite. So, you know, when I don't have to go, I don't go. I love supporting my boyfriend. I love showing up for him. I love my business. But even for me, like speaking on a stage for my own business, I have like social anxiety. So it's just really reminding myself that my business is really, really important to me. And everybody else is, if you want to be nice, you're welcome in my community. We welcome every single person in the world. If you're not a nice person, you're blocked, you're gone. That part of my life is separate. I think it's really important to um, 
what you just said as well. And it, it comes back right to that connection with self to realize like, I know who I am. I know I'm a good person. I know the truth about me, not these strangers on the internet. And I think, you know, I can't imagine because yes, we're talking about, it could be social media, it could be celebrity, it could be, but I can't imagine being a middle schooler or a high schooler, even an elementary school kid. Now I feel like it starts so young where you, you might not have that connection to yourself and you hear, the bullying or the trolling and then internalize it about, again, these stories. It's like the stories we tell ourselves because we all learn the stories we tell ourselves from somewhere. And I learned them before social media. And I I just can't imagine how difficult that is and, and would have been for me. And yeah, and I think that's exactly it. It's like I I can't imagine what it would take for me to, I I literally don't think there is anything in the world that would make me as a person comment something mean on someone's page or send someone a mean DM. Like literally nothing in the world would, would ever get me to that point. And so I think remembering, like you said, if anyone out there is dealing even with a bully at school or, you know, a bully in their life. It's like, it's not about you, right? It is exactly like what you said. It's projection of some sort of inner pain. And, and at least for me, when I see stuff like that, I just send love and I, I like wish them love and help. And I'm like, okay, block, like you said, like, bye-bye. Um, but, but yeah. And, and I think like you said, when it comes to, Ali, as you mentioned, it's like everything is on our phones now. Even people listening to this, we're in people's ears right now in the future. Someone is listening to this and there is that kind of personal connection to that. And and I do think though with celebrity, it can become really um, even bigger, right? These parasocial relationships people have. And so, yeah, I think you're a great person to speak on this because you're literally living it on so many different um realms at this point and how did you and your boyfriend meet we actually met on a dating app it's called raya oh yeah 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 very cool oh so i was our joke is that i didn't have to pay to date him because i have (laughs) my friend got gave me like a free friend three-day trial or something and literally we met like he messaged me within the first few days of me being on the app so i never paid for the app (laughs) i love that oh my gosh that reminds my um my girlfriend just is in a relationship and they met on Raya, but it was her first match. And so yeah. it's like really, I almost feel like it's a modern day romance when that happens. Yeah. So very cute. It's very gonna cute. be, it's definitely gonna like all those stories. There's gonna be like a Hallmark movie about it soon. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Um well, thank you so much for just like sharing about the work that you do about you know, what it's like navigating all of these things. I think we could talk for hours about this particular issue, but um, thank you for being also a presence that has strong boundaries in this space. I think you sharing about that gives other people who might be creators or dealing with the same issues um, permission to do that. And, um, I think, you know, it's not going anywhere, but like so long as the more we learn about these platforms and these these mediums, really, I think the better, the more healthfully we can navigate them because we've seen the negative health repercussions of it. But it's like if we can 
you know, I guess it goes back to like what we've been talking about all day. If we can create sort of practices around um, best practices for ourselves and our mental health around it all, I think um, they can be used for good and to create community like you've done. So, I mean, it's as- amazing. I get to connect. Sorry, I just want to say. No, yeah, absolutely. It's insane to me that I get to connect with hundreds of thousands of people all over the world instantaneously posts, going live, stories, and they they get to come and grow and be a part of a community. And I get people all the time telling me that I've changed their life just by showing up on social Mm -hmm. media, just by being like a a guiding light or a motivational light in their life. And to me, that's why I do it. I don't do it for the haters. I don't do it for the negativity. I do it because if I change one person's life, like that is the impact that I want to leave. And that is what I want to, that's the name I want to leave for myself. You know, one day we all want to make an impact. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for that. Um, As we begin to wrap up, we always have three wrap up questions for all of our guests. And to start off, the first one is today, what does your daily self-care look like? Do you have um, any daily practices you can share with us and any non-negotiables in your day? Yes. So right now I'm actually doing a 75-day hormone balancing challenge for myself because I've been on my health journey for 10 years. I love to challenge myself. I love to show up for myself. So right now a couple of like things that are my non-negotiables are fresh air and sunlight. If the sun is out first thing in the morning, it automatically makes me feel better. It automatically gets those good endorphins going. My second non-negotiable is my matcha latte in the morning because it is absolutely just the best thing and it makes me feel good. And then my third non-negotiable is moving my body, whether that's going for a walk with my dog, doing Pilates on my mat, going to a workout class. Like that is how I want to start my day. Sunlight, matcha latte and movement. Those are so great. Thank you for sharing. And um, I'm just curious, what is your astrological sign? You mean like Scorpio? Yeah. Are you Scorpio? Okay. Very cool. It's not one of our wrap up questions, but I feel like it should be Allie. We should talk about it (laughs) because I ask everybody. Um, The next official question that we always ask is what does being courageous mean to you? I think being courageous means showing up for yourself, not showing up for anyone else, not being courageous for anyone else, not being strong for anyone else, being strong for you, being strong for the women that you want to inspire for the little girl who you were when you were seven years old. And you used to look up to those women, be that woman, be strong, be courageous that you would have looked up to at seven years old. Love that. And then the final question is, do you have a book recommendation for our listeners, and it can be on any topic, just something that's meant something to you. My two book recommendations are The Gap and the Gain. If you're living in a little bit of a negative headspace, it's a great mindset work book. And my second one is The 5am Club. If you're looking for better habits and practices, it's a great, great read. Thank you so much. (laughs) We really enjoyed this conversation with you. And if anyone wants to find you, follow you, work with you, where can they do that? I am at Caitlin Shea Spears on all social media platforms. And my website is just CaitlinSpears.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. 
subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.